thanks for listening thanks for subscribing this episode is titled a letter to a father about letting go of traditions this letter to you I have to let you know the urgency of letting go of traditions yes you read that right tradition I am talking about the traditions that we as believers have been doing I'm talking about practices passed down from one generation to another that has drastically hindered your life the traditions have made the word of God that you may have been praying of no effect and it has to stop today Allow me to give you the scripture in the Bible that I am referring to. And the reason I am telling you this is that I want you to prosper in your family. I also want the word of God to work in your life. And I want you to fulfill the purpose that God has for your life. Now guys, I'm going to be reading from the Holman Christian Standard Bible. And I'm going to be reading from Mark chapter 7 verses 1 through 13. And it reads, The Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around him. They observed that some of his disciples were eating their bread with unclean, that is, unwashed hands. For the Pharisees, in fact, all the Jews would not eat unless they washed their hands ritually, keeping the tradition of elders. When they came from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they have washed. And there are many other customs they have received and kept like the washing of cups jugs carpal utensils and dining couches then the pharisees and the scribes asked him why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating bread with ritually unclean hands he answered them isaiah prophesied correctly about you hypocrites as it is written These people honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. They worship me in vain, teaching as doctrines the commands of men. Disregarding the command of God, you keep the tradition of men. He also said to them, you completely invalidate God's command in order to maintain your tradition. For Moses said, honor your father and your mother, and whoever speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. But you say, if a man tells his father or mother, whatever benefit you might have received from me is Corban, that is a gift committed to the temple, you no longer let him do anything for his father or mother. You revoke God's word by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many other similar things. Now guys, I'm gonna pause right here. There are traditions that we do in different churches in different denominations and you know the 
the denominations I'm talking about is, you know, all the Christian belief, you know, the the Pentecostal, the Methodist, the Baptist. We have traditions in those cultures. I know if you are affiliated with any type of church, any type of, you, you have traditions. And I implore you to just, if you see something going on in your church or whatever, um, just see what the word of God says about that. Is it something, is it a tradition or is it something that we, you know, is it in the word of God? Is it a, is it something that we do that's a tra tradition that is not in the word of God? And we do these, we do these things. You have to just sit back and observe. And I'm not bashing no denomination. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not here for that. I'm here to tell you, I want you to have knowledge. It says, through knowledge shall the just be delivered. And you have to know, you don't keep up with these traditions that are not of God. They're making the word of God of no effect in your life. And I would hate to be, you know, like reading the word of God and praying. and But I'm keeping up traditions that is not of God. We're holding up these things. And that makes, you know, God angry. I mean, he's a loving God, but he's also a jealous God. He don't want you to worship no other gods. He don't want you to put no other tradition. He wants you to obey the word of God. And we are, you know, in times where people aren't preaching the word of God. They're preaching their feelings. They're preaching to to get some kind of seed sown into the ministry. It And it's not of God. Those things are not of God. People need healing. They need real healing. So I'm going to continue on in this letter. I know there is a lot of scripture that you just read, but I want you to see how the Pharisees follow their forefathers' traditions like some of us do. What traditions? The traditional things that we do that are not in God's word, but we do them because that is the traditional thing to do. Also, sowing into the word, there is no scripture reference for sowing into the word. Now, you can sow the word as in what I am doing right now, giving you the word of God. There are things that are practiced in churches that have no scriptural reference, but yet it still takes place and continue to take place because it's accepted as a tradition. Now, this is a disclaimer. I am not saying that you shouldn't give to the church, anyone, or charity, or etc. As the Spirit of God leads you. What I really want you to see is this. Read the verse 13 that is, that is underlined. And when I say verse 13 that is underlined, I was speaking in reference to you revoke God's word by your tradition that you have handed down and you do many other similar things. When you put traditions above the laws of God, you are nullifying and making the word of God void and no effect. I am not writing to go back and forth with anybody because I love everyone, yes, even my enemies. I am not writing because I am perfect and have crossed every T or dotted every I. The reason I am writing is that I want all of us to seek God for his ways. I would like all of us to fulfill the purposes and plans that God has for our lives. Hence, I know this letter may ruffle some feathers, but I must tell you what I have learned as God shines his light on the darkness of our lives. I read the book of John chapter 6 and 7, 
and there was so much revelation i implore you to read john chapter six and seven and i pray that as you read it god begins to download his principles and his precepts into your heart mind and soul and that you apply them practically i really implore you to ask god to show you what traditions have you placed above the word of god and repent and god loves you so much now guys yes that is the end of the letter but um there's something that i would like to share with you guys that you know i've been learning and through teachings and reading the word of god myself and um how covenants can be sown even as you sleep and this is something that we need to know because you know I was one of the ones that, you know, you say, oh, I had this dream, but I didn't understand it. And, you know, or you have dreams of somebody dying or a relative of a loved one, or old loved one that's passed. That, those are familiar spirits. You don't see while you're sleeping, the enemy like to sow covenants. And also while you're sleeping, God speaks to you. And he can form covenants as well. So, but I'm going to show you in the Bible and I... I'm going to give you two instances where God made covenants while they were sleeping. And you need to understand this. Okay. And I'm going to start from Genesis chapter 15 verses 8 through 18. And um, it was, this is between Abraham and God. And God was telling him that, you know, I'm going to give you this land. And Abraham asked God, how will I know I will possess it? And so he made a sacrifice unto God. God initiated him, you know, prompted him, told him to do this, to make a sacrifice. And today's sacrifice is fasting. We have to live a fasted life, a, a heart of repentance and a fasted life unto God. So that would be, you know, I present your, present your body as a living sacrifice to God. So um, I'm going to start from Genesis chapter 15, verses 8 through 18. And it reads, but he said, Lord God, how can I know that I will possess it? Remember, this is Abraham asking God, how will I know I possess the land that you say that is mine? And this is God speaking to him. He said to him, bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old female goat, a three-year-old ram, a turtle dove, and a young pigeon. So he brought all these to him, split them down the middle, and laid the pieces opposite each other. But he did not cut up the birds. Birds of prey came down on the carcasses, but Abram drove them away. As the sun was setting, a deep sleep fell on Abram. And suddenly great terror and darkness descended on him. So verse 12 says, I'm going to read it again. As the sun was setting, a deep sleep fell on Abraham and suddenly great terror and darkness descended on him. So every any everything after verse 12 is happening in Abram's sleep. You have to understand this. And then verse 13, it says, Then the Lord said to Abraham, Know this for certain, your offspring will be foreigners in a land that does not belong to them. They will be enslaved and oppressed 400 years. However, I will judge the nation they serve and afterward, they will go out with many possessions. And let me pause right there. We knew that happened when it was in captivity in the land of Egypt for 400 years. God, we know that. Okay, and let's go on to verse 15. It says, but you will go to your fathers in peace and be buried at a ripe old age. In verse 16, it says, in the fourth generation, they will return here for the iniquity of the Amorites has not yet reached its full measure. In verse 17, it says, When the sun had set and it was dark, a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch appeared and passed between the divided animals. And on that day, the Lord made a covenant 
with Abram saying, I give this land to your offspring from the brook of Egypt to the Euphrates River. Guys, a covenant was made in Abram's sleep from God. God was speaking to him. And you have to understand the importance of that. We have to know that in the word of God, that we, when we sleep, covenants are being made. And just as God can make a covenant, the kingdom of darkness is trying to make a covenant with you as well. So you have to wake up in the morning and renounce those evil covenants. Even the dreams that, you know, oh, you know, I didn't think I had a dream, but God, you know, if I had a dream uh, with a satanic covenant, Father God, we rebuke it, we renounce it, and it shall not be made manifest in my natural life. So that's a prayer that you can pray. And you know, also, if the dream is from you, God, I receive it. I come in covenant with that word and let it be made manifest in my life. So that's another prayer that you can pray. So you have to be praying when you wake up, when you go to sleep, and you have to put on the full armor of God every day, every night, before you go to bed and when you wake up in the morning, I implore you to put on the full armor of God, just as the word says in Ephesians, put on the full armor of God. going to be reading from Genesis chapter 20 verses 1 through 18 and it reads from there Abraham traveled to the region of the Negev and settled between Kadesh and Shur while he lived in Gerar. Abraham said about his wife Sarah she's my sister so Abimelech king of Gerar had Sarah brought to him but God came to Abimelech in a dream by night and said to him, You are about to die because of the woman you have taken, for she is a married woman. Now Abimelech had not approached her. So he said, Lord, would you destroy a nation even though it is innocent? Didn't he himself say to me, she's my sister? And she herself said, he is my brother. I did this with a clear conscience and clean hands. Then God said to him in a dream, yes. I know that you did this with a clear conscience. I have also kept you from sinning against me. Therefore, I have not let you touch her. Guys, I'm going to pause right there. See, all of this is going on in a dream. I just want you to know that this is going on in a dream. And he, God even protected her even in the dream. He protected her. He did not allow the man to touch her. You need to understand the power the power of God, his sovereignty, and the way that he does things. You need to you need to know this. So I'm just going to continue on reading the scripture. Now return the man's wife, for he is a prophet, and he will pray for you, and you will live. But if you do not return her, now know that you will certainly die, you and all who are yours. Early in the morning, Abimelech got up, called all the servants together and personally told them all these things and the men were terrified then abimelech called abraham in and said to him what have you done to us how did i sin against you that you have brought such enormous guilt on me on and on my kingdom you have done the you have done things to me that should never have been done abimelech also said to abraham what did you intend when you did this thing Abraham replied, I thought there is absolutely no fear of God in this place. They will kill me because of my wife. Besides, she really is my sister, the daughter of my father, though, not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. So when God had me wander from my father's house, I said to her, 
show your loyalty to me wherever we go and say about me he's my brother then abimelech took sheep and cattle and male and female slaves gave them to abraham and returned his wife sarah to him abimelech said look my land is before you settle wherever you want and he said to sarah look i am giving your brother one thousand pieces of silver it is a verification of your honor to all who are with you you are fully vindicated then Abraham prayed to God and God healed Abimelech, his wife, and his female slaves so that they could bear children. For the Lord had completely closed all the wombs in Abimelech's household on account of Sarah, Abraham's wife. Now, guys, I want you to, that was the covenant that was being served as God said, you are nothing but a dead man. He was killing even the offspring. He was closing up. God put a curse on the womb of Abimelech all the women they could not that you he was killing the bloodline all because of sarah see covenants are are real they happen in the spiritual realm they happening when you sleep those dreams does not mean anything you are not just having a dream you have to wake up and renounce the dream the evil covenants that's been sold in your dream you have to understand that that's why people have dreams and then later you hear about a death but you didn't renounce it you didn't i'm giving you this insight and this wisdom so we have to pray it said through knowledge shall the just be delivered and guys we have to get away with these you know do away with these traditions and get into the word of god so we can apply this is something that you can apply to your life you can actually get up and pray and renounce the evil covenants that has been sown in your dreams and and guys when you go on any type of fast you know they're gonna have you're gonna have these dreams because guess what you're renouncing it and you you're coming against the kingdom of darkness and guess what? They're going to try to reiterate the curses that you're breaking. So you have to wake up every morning and renounce those dreams. And, and um, God hears you. He will honor your prayer. You have to do it with a sincere heart. We are living in times, guys. I keep telling you this. But it is a season of exposure going on right now. And it's going to amplify. It's going to be much more intense as the year progresses. Um, and I just want you to, you know... Come with your family. Repent unto God for the sins of your ancestors. Because there are things operating in our life that you probably notice. Like, you know, your whole family died of sugar diabetes or heart attacks or uh, high blood pressure, low blood pressure. You know, whatever the case may be, cancer is running rampant through your bloodline. Those are generational curses. That is not a blessed life. Or, or, or you know, you're operating in poverty or you can't save money or something's going on. You pray against the spirit of poverty it just some or or you, the spirit of divorce where nobody can stay married or or just the women in your family can't stay married or just the men in your family can't stay married those are all generational curses and i'm telling you through our lack of knowledge that's how we perish that's what he means when he says my children perish for lack of knowledge but i am giving you the knowledge as it is being relayed to me as it's been given to me through me reading the word through getting under sound teaching i'm giving you the word of god and i'm giving you the practical tools as best as i know how to advance your life to to help you prosper in life because you know as we as believer god said that he he come that we might have life and have it more abundantly and if you're not living the abundant life that's not of god he wants us to live a prosperous life and so guys i just pray that you take heed to the word of god and i pray that you guys have 
a great day and a blessed and prosperous week. And as always, stay blessed.